Welcome to the Real Deal of Parenting podcast with Abby Johnson and Regan Long. This show covers all things pertaining to motherhood with authenticity, insight, and a healthy dose of humor with topics from a Christian perspective, ranging from the everyday challenges of raising kids of all ages to high profile issues and current events facing families. There's something for everyone. We've got a great new episode planned for you. So let's dive into today's show. Should we be looking at you or each other or the camera? Right, right here is perfect. Good morning and welcome to a very special episode of The Real Deal of Parenting. You know, I have had the privilege to bring on some pretty incredible, high-profile, fan-favorite guests. That being said, friends, I don't know if I've ever been so excited to interview two people more than I am right now. Literally, I had I held them hostage behind the scenes. We're we're running eight minutes late because I'm just talking to them, and I'm like, we should save this. We need to go live. Um, for those who don't recognize this couple, this is Victor and Eileen Marks, and I am ecstatic that they're joining us. Welcome, guys. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You know, let me tell you, I, I jokingly said until I found out about you two, I, I must have been living under a rock. You know, when I heard your story and your mission and your ministry um, and what you guys do, and you've been everywhere, um, I, I was like, how could I have missed you guys? And I love it that God is organically, you know, bringing awareness to you guys. You, you know, you have several hundred thousand followers that just keep growing. Um, and so with everything you've been through, did you did you both think that when you met that God would have you here today doing all of this? Oh, my goodness. For me, we had no idea. We had, and it's probably better that way, right? Right. Yes. Right. Uh, I, I mean, in the early years, one, we were just, we were just so in love with one another. Uh, oh, we still are. Oh, we? Okay. <laughs> Check that, honey. We just finished the marriage course. I'm glad we're still married. Yeah. yeah. Uh, making it. No, yeah. you know, I, we, we, uh, we came into our marriage with a profound love for the Lord. Uh, a new love for one another because we were both new in our faith mm -hmm. and then skill sets uh eileen was former miss fitness usa um she just kind of won i was a black belt and a marine uh, and i think in the beginning all i mean we we're very mission driven people right mm -hmm. uh which caused plenty of challenges Mm -hmm. Who's boss of the applesauce, right? Right, right. And uh, and I remember, just we loved helping people develop physical skills, emotional stability, um, and then I'd say we were so passionate or about introducing people mm -hmm. to the Lord. So right. with that in mind. No, we thought we would just be doing martial arts and fitness the rest right. of our life. We had no idea mm -hmm. uh, what he had planned. And then quickly, I mean quickly, the enemy of our soul came against us, uh, both our marriage and then individually. And then, you know, we just 
clung to the Lord. Uh, I mean, we've been separated twice. People love our marriage now. People love seeing what we do. But man, we really struggled earlier. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm, I, you know what? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you right there because I shared this behind the scenes. And man, now you're really tugging on my heartstrings. I had no idea that you two were separated twice, yeah. and it shows. Oh my gosh, I, I had shared too, and, and, and a lot of you know people publicly know this. My husband and I also together 16 years. We got a divorce. Um which we said we'd never be there, right. ended up there. There was such feelings of, of hatred and, and, and loathing. And I can't even stand to be in the same room. And then, and then what I say, and then God steps in yeah. and it was his hand over our marriage. We got remarried last summer. And you know what I tell people too, and we have five children as well. It's not, we didn't, race back to each other because we missed one another and we were deeply in love. You know, it would have been easier to start over with someone else. I'm sure you guys found that, you know, and, and go through the, the beginning stages with someone else. But every day we pick up our shovels and we're doing the work and we're trying hard and it's not easy. And so selfishly, guys, and I was going to save this for later, but let's just, let's throw it out there now. Selfishly, I cannot wait to get my hands on your marriage course. So when does this when does this come out we are so close to launching this yeah. we are tweaking some last last bit things but right reagan surely what victor said we you know marriage is hard yeah and i don't know who doesn't go into it thinking it's going to be fairy tale and everything's going to be so good and and then you hit a hiccup and you hit some boulders and today people they don't have the fortitude to think well, this should be difficult and, yeah. and we should press through and get to the other side. Instead, so many people say, I'm out of here. I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. And, and it is so ingrained in us right now to say, no, this is intended for a lifetime. You're going to have problems. It's, you're going to have pain. You're going to have suffering. But this is part of life. This is the life journey that we said I do to. Yeah. So this, our marriage course, we, we share the good, the bad, our struggles, our victories. Uh, you know, we're hoping that it actually be finished within a week where yeah. people okay. can go online. And uh, I mean, people can sign up now for it, but we're, we're thinking rollout will be in about a week. And it's taken us 32 years to do this. My I gosh. mean, there's a movie on our story. There's yes. a book out, but yes. we never tackled fully the subject of marriage. I was in the grocery market last night picking up dinner. I didn't tell you this. And I saw this young couple. Uh, they were dating. And she was dressed so cute. You know, I'm looking at her. With three daughters, I get cute now. I understand the effort women put in to looking cute. And I was like, look at her little cute patootie with her. She had these little cute boots on. <laughs> and this, this guy, this guy, you know, full super stud, just thick dude. You know, and she was clinging to him, and they weren't married. I just wanted to go over there and go, sweetie, get ready, because I guarantee you this dude's got baggage. I can tell, and uh, uh, y'all are gonna it'll take a while to unpack it. Mm -hmm. So I loved the fact that they were just, you know, boogly over each other, just the just, wooing stage. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I love that. 
And I think in marriage, I'll speak for men. Men, we knew what it took to get our wives. We knew how to pursue them. And I believe, and I've learned, that you should never stop. Yeah. They should be the, they should be what, I mean, I'll look at my wife and I'll be captured by her beauty and I'll be caught in a gaze. And for me, it's a mindset. I never want to stop pursuing her. I never want to, somebody told me the other day, I don't know, I think we were shooting or something. They're like, you trying to show off? I said, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm trying to show off. I, I want, I want my bride to go. Right. Man. Get it more. It works. <laughs> oh, I love it. And I think there's just such your, your testimony, right? Is what is, is going to make this all the better. Because if, if you have a couple who's just saying, we've had a great 30 years and no problems and no hiccups, what do you have to learn from that? But when you have pain and can turn that into purpose and you talk about two separations and how do you work through that, that is what people want to know. Yes. And so that makes me even more eager to get my hands on this. So I'm so excited. And so this will be, and I, I'm going to make sure I find out and I share with all of mm -hmm. our uh, community too. But so this will just be done online at people's yeah. own pace. Oh yeah. And it's, okay. I, I mean, it's made for men who don't want to do a marriage course. Okay. Perfect. I mean, it, this whole thing, they'll be shocked because it's us and the way we do it i'm like hey first of all men don't want to be doing no marriage course right. yeah, give me a break the women will be trying to drag them in but men we talk a lot about sex his favorite subject You're right. Right. that so is that a great module and uh i told my wife i said we, we need to do like a bonus module called after hours you know you gotta be married you gotta be uh but but again, I'm it's tongue in cheek, but man, working on our marriage, it's critical these days. And I got a pet peeve about books that come out on marriage written by a couple that's been married, you know, 15 months. I'm like, what what in the world do you have to offer people? Yes. How about, you know, how to find someone? But you haven't even hit hell or gone through it yet and it's like you said reagan i mean marriages are under such strong attack yeah yes. so uh we waited all these years to do it but yeah we're excited and you know i it is it's such a time of spiritual warfare everywhere mm -hmm. and when you you know the enemy is just on a rampage. And when you destroy a marriage, you destroy a family. And when you destroy families, you're just breaking down the world. Right. And so, um, yes, we need this. We need this now more than ever. Hey, Reagan, can I ask you something? Sure. Why are you doing this? Why, why do you do this broadcast, this podcast? Why, why do I do this? You know, this is, I, I'm so glad you kind of threw that. This was, I wasn't planned for you to ask me that. You know, I always talk about this accidental greatness. God did all of this. I, this wasn't in my plan. I have a teaching degree. I taught for 10 years. 
I had four babies in six years. We were just making ends meet. Technically, we were going under each month. If we got to stay at zero, if, if we were at zero and didn't go under, I'm like, we did it. We did it this month. It was painful for me to pass over babies. I was I was praying for a way to stay at home. And on social media, I just started to share parts of, you know, my journey and my pain and motherhood. And wrote a couple books, started, you know, a page. And literally last year, I was like, what's the point of this? I felt like giving up. I literally publicly said, I kind of want to turn this page over to someone. And within two weeks, God showed me, nope, this is your page. Love it. He, uh, I, I was around 30, 40,000 followers. He took it off to half a million exponentially. And again, God does these things. So we know it's not us. It's yeah. him. Yes. So I'm always, I'm like, this is not me. I've shown up. I've put in the work, but he blesses it, right? He exponentially grows it. And so when I, I'm here because I feel like we're living in this time where especially parents we're going along with the status quo. We're, we're believing lies. We're being manipulated. And when I found my partner, Abby Johnson, several months ago, who also um, has taken her, she was a former Planned Parenthood director, assisted in over 22,000 abortions. And now God uses her to save as many babies around the world as possible. Um, and she is so bold and she is filled with such mercy and love and as such a testimony, she and I just collided together and we're like, we are going to be one of the few parenting pages out there to try to reach families, sharing the unpopular truths at times, right? And so there's times I wake up and even this morning, I was so excited for you guys and I was a little bit nervous and I told my husband, I'm like, why do I do this? Why do I get nervous? Why do I put myself in these situations? And he's like, it's just what you do. It's what you do, Reagan. God does this. And so it's like, and you guys, I look up to and you know, he brought you here. And so I really feel so instrumental like you. I don't know what's next, but I just know what he keeps laying in front of me. And I know I'm supposed to be one of those bold truth tellers in this uncertain time where, would you guys agree? We're, it, it, we're living in a time where evil is looked at as good and good is looked at as evil and yeah. 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 so many facets, right? And there, and there is so much chatter out there that is so ungodly that I, yes. Reagan, I love your place. And I feel like we're in that same place. We have to use whatever means that God gives us to speak the truth. Yeah. So, so this, our voice is louder so people can, can get free because it's true. There is so much deception going on. It's, yes. and people are believing it. People are, are giving into it. Yeah, and if, if you just, for Christians, and even non-Christians who they just believe in truth and what's right and common sense, you are going to be scorned. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say something that's kind of wild, but Eileen and I, we, we have a personal belief that we may be in the end times biblically and that we're in a funnel. Mm -hmm. And the funnel is, has been wider and it's getting narrower and narrower and I'll tell you, it's going to get harder and harder. Mm 
-hmm. We talked about this when we were in Iraq. Uh, you know, we, we, we have a safe house there, but I mean, we were living there for a while, back and forth, even with our children while ISIS was there. And we were recovering children from ISIS and women. We were taking kids into our house, orphans whose parents had just been killed. And it was hard for us to come back and forth. I think we've done 14 pumps or, you know, times overseas into high threat areas and whatnot. But I remember thinking, American Christians aren't ready. Mm -hmm. They, they, and I was saying this five, five years ago, I think it was 2015, I gave a warning. And I said, American Christians are not ready for the attack the enemy is going to put. Now, both in the physical realm, terrorism, but I said the biggest, the biggest challenge to America right now is the lack of morality, the basics. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was, I was saying, man, porn, porn's the biggest ISIS you're gonna have to deal with on a daily basis or in your life, and I, I it's destroyed more marriages. It's set up uh, kids for failure, <laughs> and and. And that's just not, look, we, we love porn people. We've been to the porn convention twice with a booth. I mean, ministering and loving these folks in, these, in the industry. So we're not against the people. But the enemy is using that as a destructive deal. And there, there are men and women who are watching right now that are going, well, I, don't, I don't know how to stop. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's an addiction. Yeah. And although I know there's, you know, chemical reactions of the brain. I tell people go to the go to the jungles of Burma for a while without a phone, a smartphone. Get your dumb phone if you have to. Use a big brick. You you'll see it ain't as big as addiction as you think. You said it earlier. People believe the lies. Satan is the father of lies. Yes. He's not the father of evil. It's lies. So it's what people believe in their mind. So as a person thinketh, they are. And that's why the Bible is so clear. Where is it? What's the one? Is it Romans 12? Don't be conformed to this world. Mm -hmm. 12 to yes. be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I would encourage the audience and those listening who are stuck in some aspect, addiction, hatred for their spouse, hatred for themselves, or the fact you just don't even believe that God loves you so much. He's not waiting to choke you out. He's just waiting to help restore and renew your life in a way that he, then you can participate in fun things. I mean, we were just on the border. Uh, we love adventurous life. We feel like God has created us for it. So we went down to the border and uh, we're right on. We, we were watching a gun battle between the cartels. It know. was like in there, gosh, you talked on so many amazing points I'm going to touch on. But when I did see in your stories, um, I love following you on Instagram too. It reminded me, have you guys ever watched Ozark on Netflix with Jason Bateman? It talks, it's like about the drug cartel. No. I'm just like, and it's a, it's a, it's a fictional series, but we know that these movies and epic series, it's like all true. And when I saw parts of this with the drug cartel and the guns and things blowing up, I'm just like, oh my Lord, oh my gosh. It, it was, it made me nervous. I got sweaty palms just watching and reading. 
Well, you, you know, once you've been shot at by ISIS or mortared or having, we had to hide as a family for three days while in Iraq, we saw the faithfulness of God. Mm-hmm. And I think of Eileen, you know, when we first went, because that, you know, ISIS was attacking cities. It was, it was out of control. But I remember asking her, why in the world do you want to go? Because I was taking a team. She said, well, our mission was to find some girls who had been held captive by ISIS and help them with trauma relief. She said, honey, I know you and the team will find them, which made me feel good because that's her vote of confidence. She goes, I know you'll find them. But when you do, you can't hug them. But I can. That's why I need to go. So her, her, her faith in God's ability to protect us um, or sustain us or give us the grace needed is one of the things that just compels me as a husband. And that's what, that's what I'd say. Believe me, the influence a woman, a wife has over a husband is far greater than they know. The, the lies you believe, I mean, it, I mean, look at you. You're a beautiful gal. You're a mom. You, you, here you are proving that you can make marriage work even through divorce. That's real love. That I mean, your percentage of that happening. But I'll tell you what, in a room, when a guy walks in, if there's a bunch of people, not everybody's staring at the guy. But when a woman comes in, everybody stops and looks. And you have men who say, that's a beautiful gal. Or you're, And the worst are women. Women will be like, you, yeah, look at her. Those shoes don't work, you know, whatever. <laughs> and and uh, But I just say, if women out there understood influence over power, it's a whole separate thing. And my wife has influenced my life to make me want to be the best man that God has called me to be on this earth. Oh. I want to give you a movie kiss, babe. <laughs> you, you guys are great. And what I love, it's completely organic in the way, Victor, the way you look at Eileen is like, oh my gosh, this, we're going to be signing everyone up for your course. Literally, I'll just be your little mascot. Like, this is great. I, I love it. But I do, um, Oh my gosh, I and there's so much I want to tap into, but when you were talking about how Eileen, you know, was speaking into existence, she knew you were going to rescue, you know, um these women and children. I have to tell you what got to my heartstrings. And when you look at Eileen, you know, she's this beautiful woman and you can just compassion just oozes from her, right? This aura about her. You know, you can tell she's She's motherly and loving. And when she she speaks, it's just so soft. But when you guys were just at the border and I saw this and I cried and I'm a big baby, you know, you have five kids. It's just your emotions are everywhere. But when I saw Eileen, when I saw you holding that little girl and I can't think of what in her little mind is, is being processed and all the other women and children coming over and they see this beautiful, loving woman, you know, this dangerous, exhausting journey of like, what's next? Mm -hmm. And like, God has you there as this breath of fresh air. Like Mm -hmm. there's this nice lady, you know, there's this helpful man, you know, you're giving them water, you're giving them these backpacks. It's like, 
it's just it's just amazing and for you got for god to give you the the strength i mean i feel like i have a good heart guys but to put i i don't know if i could answer that calling right now to go to the border to go over to iraq i just well it is a calling yeah you know it is a calling and when we first went to iraq i remember watching the news media talking about what isis was doing they were using such propaganda to promote fear yeah. they were showing images of what they were doing to people and you know reagan our our whole marriage god has confirmed things with both of us through peace yeah. he would give us this sensation of peace that didn't make sense mm -hmm. and and so many of the times we would just go well we have to do this because we have a peace and and before we went to iraq i had this peace I remember telling my mom, mom, we're going to go over there. And she was saying, Eileen, are you sure? And I just said, yes, I just have this confidence. Yeah. And, and I know God wants to give that to us. If he's going to call us to something, then he's going to give us that peace. For us, it's always been the peace. So <clears throat> I, yes. I move in that and I don't fear for my life because if God's in control of our life, I don't have to fear. And God has been so faithful, excuse me, he's been so faithful. If he's going to bring us to places like this, Iraq, Juarez, on the border, Mexico, I know he's going to take care of us. I, I mean, I just have that sensation. And for these women, I know God wants us to use, like he said, our influence, which I think is incredibly powerful for good. Yes. And it's so simple. And um, you're right, on, on the border, I have to tell you, I was not prepared. Those, the first two little girls that we saw, they actually grabbed onto me. And it was like they were safe. They were, there was somebody here that it, it's not going to harm them. And it's, I mean, it was like a mother figure. It, it broke my heart. I, I still have a hard time watching that and just processing everything. These young girls, they were 9 and 11 coming over. Sisters. Sisters. By themselves. by themselves we don't know what they went through but i mean it is such a simple thing to do i don't think it's doing very much but you know what when we can step into someone's world and give them hope and give them love for that moment then it's it's everything to them at that time you know eileen's been called a lot of things reagan from in the middle east like uh, angelita jolie when we go to camps or syria and they are, I mean, their initial thoughts of her, she's so beautiful. Sure. Absolutely. Why is she here? And it's just love. It's it's that simple where, and now people, she's starting to be referred to as a mother of nations where she'll go anywhere. And and I mean, I think Eileen proves the, the, the gift of simplicity of love just a hug and and a we're we're all stunned when she starts hugging people and uh she's not worried about masks she's not worried about diseases uh she's not even worried about threat one because we always we're body armor and carry guns so that's one thing and, and there's pray. that too yeah there's that and there's that <laughs> which but which by the way and you, everyone watching this, I mean, there's so many things I want you to like watch movies and read books and check out their YouTube videos. But 
Victor, you have the world record for what? How do you call it? Because like disarming, dismantling. Yeah, it's the world's fastest gun disarm. Where everyone needs to YouTube this. It is incredible. It's like magic. It's watching a magician. It's right before your eyes. Right before your eyes. There's the gun being held at me, and now it's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so funny because again back to our, our origins of martial arts and training. Yeah. Back on the Th that gun disarm, which, I mean, Reagan, for me, after all these years, it feels like a monkey in symbols, right? I mean, right. Right. I, there's times I'm like, Lord, but he uses it. We've been noticed. We've gotten through very difficult places. Like one time we were going from Iraq into Syria to try to get to an ISIS camp. And the head of the intelligence, Kurdish folks there, uh, the guy walks up to me and goes, are you the gun disarm guy? And I was like, yes, I am. He's like, here's my number. If you need me for anything. And then he wanted a selfie. Uh, <laughs> and literally 36 hours later, we're calling him hauling tail to get out of Syria. We just left an ISIS confinement camp reaching children mm -hmm. and we're like hey the tigers river the the bridges are out it's flooded you got to get us a boat i mean we have to get out of the country right now because isis knows we're here they're going to send people to kill us or capture us and he goes i'll have a boat waiting and he did mm -hmm. we, when wow. when we got there the situation was he had a he had a super secret squirrel boat waiting for our team we jumped in it made it across the tigers Whoever thought it would be a challenge trying to sneak into Iraq? Uh, I literally feel like, guys, that I'm, I, I feel like I'm revisiting Bible stories. Like, like it's truly, you, you're going on these, I feel dangerous doesn't really touch it. I need a, a, a bigger synonym, but um, I, you're going on these missions with, as Eileen said, just peace, yeah. knowing God's going to place the people your helpers where you need them, safety where you need it, change of plan. He's going to make sure this, you know, A, B, and C is lined up. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow. Why don't you come? Why don't you come with us one time? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm, I've never, those who know me well, I don't like planes. I do, um, I've never liked planes. I've been on a plane like 30 times before. My last plane almost went down. And that was enough for me. And so my husband says he's going to get me back on one. I would rather go in a rowboat surrounded by sharks yeah. than a plane again. Really? So, so if you guys want to go somewhere by ship, I will come. <laughs> we'll just drive down to uh, Texas and we'll get you on the border. I'll, uh, I'll, I mean, I'll that, do it. That, that we can do. I'll but, do it. And, and you know what? Uh, again, I, I was in a little outrigger boat that flipped in Tahiti in the waters at night with sharks. And we, yeah, me and another guy, we had to swim further out to see, uh, to get on a reef so we could stand on our toes and wait for someone. So I've experienced that. And you know what we did? We actually, I pulled out a knife, I had a diving knife on me. Uh, and we could see the shark coming because we were fishing. So I, there was water. And I'll never forget, he was a big Tahitian. He's one of my black belts. And he goes, he says, Shihan, I would not poke the shark. He goes, it'd make him mad. 
like, oh, okay. I was like, if that sucker grabs my leg and pulls me out to sea, that was like my worst fear. Right. This guy, you, you know what he started doing? Oh my God. He started worshiping God with the full moonlight, no. with the sharks. He started singing in Tahitians. They have beautiful voices. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's a God. Let's just worship the Lord. So God gives grace, mm-hmm. but I will tell your viewers, you know, as we prep for, for things in the near future uh, that, that, are, that are absolutely dangerous. Hey, I wake up at night. I wake up at two in the morning and start going, Lord, Lord, are you sure? Lord, are you sure? And Eileen, I love how Eileen goes, again, her faith is stronger than mine. She'll just go, honey, use scripture. Stop negotiating with the devil. Because I start, you know, I start listening to the lies of the enemy. Mm-hmm. It's hard when you have to leave your wife and children and you have to tell them that, uh, I will see you later, knowing it'll either be when I, we got to go to bed. And I mean, from malnutrition to injury to medical. But uh, it, I, I would say this, God, God gives grace. He'll give the coupon of grace you need to ride that roller coaster when the time is right. Mm-hmm. To try to imagine any other way without that grace, it, it can be downright terrifying you know i have to i'm going to back up to what you said a little while ago how um you guys feel we're living in the end of times and i have to agree with you i i really think we're moving towards a time of true tribulation right and you know i'm not i'm sure you'd agree with this and if you want to give your advice to you know, families out there right now, the best thing I'm doing right now for selfishly my soul, for my husband and children, for our family is I'm armoring up in God the best way I know how, Nice. you know, I am, I'm born and raised Catholic myself. And so for me, it's, um, you know, I'm doing daily rosaries. God wakes me up every night about two or three in the morning as well. And I'm called to, uh, pray this divine chaplet. It's for mercy. Um, every day, I, almost every day now I'm going to church. I'm sitting in adoration where I'm just, I say a prayer and then I try to get quiet to listen. You know, I am, I'm just really preparing because I have been personally, um, you know, when, when you flirt and teeter with that line of, of sin and, you know, uncertainty, you know, you give Satan a foothold, like you let that foot in the door. I mean, he busts it down. And so now with, with everything going on in the world, it's like, I just keep saying you have to armor up and we have to protect our children. When you were talking about pornography, um, we did an episode on this a few weeks back, age 11, that's who they're the targeting. Average age when a child is yeah. introduced to that. And now we have social media, you know, kids are on all these different apps. Mm-hmm. And is is a mama bear of five and my kids are younger, it's 
it's so hard. Like, what would you guys do differently? Because to say we're living in a different time, it, it's it's so true. Because I swear, every year changes. It's it's just it's Satan's having a field day with with evil and sin. And um, what would you have to do differently if you were raising your children, if they were young children? Mm-hmm. How would you do it differently today? Well, th- we've been through this because we have five children too. We had three teenagers. Oh. Now they're in their thirties. This is what we would do different with them. We we gave them phones because everyone else had a phone. Yeah. We would we would actually take that opportunity off the table because you said the the enemy looks for opportunities. And the little iPhones are full of opportunities to pull our children into this world that they are not mature enough to handle. And there are so many children that got pulled into this at a very young age, 11, even nine years old. Their bodies aren't even mature enough to understand what's happening, right? So that would be one thing that we would say we would do differently is we would take that off the table. I mean, our son, our 15-year-old son has a flip phone. Because he doesn't want, he doesn't want the access to everything out there. That's his own conviction. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, I would say we did try, uh, but I would say parents these days, you need to first really believe there is a war yeah. going on for the minds and hearts of your children. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. James Dobson was really key uh, in the early years of telling families because uh, he started focused on the family. And now he has family talk. But I was privileged enough to work with him for a season where, you know, it is a war for your – and if parents aren't aware, again, we have the benefit of going to regions where we've told our kids, we've literally told our kids, all right, we're going to Iraq. Here's a body armor. Here's a helmet. Here's an AK. Here's how you load it and rack around. Here's medical. This is a tourniquet. Uh, and, you know, and we would say, we're not going to bring you in anywhere in harm's way. It's not our intention, but we're entering a hostile territory. Well, and they also had to learn escape routes. How yeah. do we get out of a situation? And our children were 11 and 13. At the time. Yeah. It matured them. Mm-hmm. Uh, our 13-year-old is now 17. Uh, she's National Honor Society, mm-hmm. and then our son is 15, and he's the one that self-regulates and said he hasn't wanted a, uh, an iPhone or a smartphone for a flip phone. But uh, and one day he'll transition, but he'll be able to handle it. Right. So parents, don't let social norms dictate mm-hmm. your convictions of what you feel like need to be the standard for your children. Two is your children, there is no privacy in your home unless you trust them. Mm-hmm. I, one day, I, this was years ago, when our first batch of kids, I remember one of our kids slammed the door and locked it. I said, open the door. Like, this is my room. And I said, okay. And I didn't react. It's important, don't react, just respond. Because guess what? You own the house. Mm-hmm. You're in control, parents. Wait your time. And I remember my kid went out later. When they came back, that door was off its hinge in my garage. 
no I door. No door. And they're like, uh, or they were playing music one time in a box, a boom box. And I, we had told our kids, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. So that's what it's on our mantle. And they had high school friends over and they were blaring very vulgar music. Yeah. I came home a little early. They were stunned. I just walked upstairs, unplugged the box because I had bought that box. And then yeah. I'm unplugged it from the electrical source that I was paying for. Walked down our stairs real calm to the house we bought on the front yard. I put this big boom box, poured fuel on it, and lit it. My kids, they ran to mom, of course. They're going, Mom, Dad, he's freaking out again. She's shaking her head. But you know what? Their friends were like, they, I remember they were all standing at the front door watching this billowing black smoke. Right. They, and my friend's kids said, you've got the coolest dad ever. Right. <laughs> and my kids are now, I mean, now our second batch, uh, today, as a matter of fact, uh, our daughter is bringing friends to our training center here in Colorado Springs, high school friends, because they will learn how to shoot. They will learn gun safety. They, they, uh, we have a, a simulation training. We're equipping them to know you're in a war. There's physical, there's emotional, and spiritual. And, and let me just say this, because girls are very targeted. The problem with young men, young men need to know how to be dangerous gentlemen. Mm -hmm. That's our goal. That's that's what you know. That's our goal. That's what we've raised. That's that's what we try to instill in young men. You need not not a nice kid, you know, or or just good. Those are attributes of being fair, honest, just, loving, compassionate. Uh, but you want to. We want to raise young men who are willing to die. For honor, integrity, and and more than that, live for it in a culture that's against it. And then the young gals, look, there's no doubt females are the target of the wicked one. One in three girls will be sexually assaulted by the time she's 18. I mean, we actually literally go after pedophiles, both in the United States and around the world. But I'll tell you, girls from a very young age, need to know their value. Uh, the, the other day, um, I was somewhere, and this young woman walked up, and she was outwardly very beautiful. And uh, it was some public event or something, and I turned and I looked and said, wow, you're really beautiful. And she lit up. She's like, thank you. <laughs> Big smile. And I said, but do you know how valuable you are? And she started crying. Like that, and I said, "Sweetie, that's that's the greater need and understanding, because if you just work on exterior, and I think that's why so many people are drawn to Eileen. I know it's one of the reasons I am, and still am, is beauty and value emanates from the inside. I love the fact that when I met her, she she wasn't desperate for some man. She wasn't clingy. She you know, I was like, wow, you really are your own person. And that's very attractive. And young women, that's very sexy to guys. Right. Not, you know, not you calling and texting them. Where are you? Right. right. Like, hey, let the man be the white knight to pursue you. It right. To what I started pursuing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, parents, 
take time. And it gets harder the older they get. So when they open that door or a little window like a drive-through and share something with you, man, stop everything. Well, and and I want to say to women young and old that a man will never give you the value that you are. Our value comes from God who created us and he puts his stamp on us. And when we know that, when we really know that, that our value is not based on what people think of us, on what society says we should be, but on the person that God made us to be, it changes our world. Yes. And, and I know that's lacking. I mean, there are so many moms that don't know who they are. So they're raising daughters who don't know who they are. And it starts really looking up and, 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 understanding and believing what God says about us, I say, who we are and how he made us. And I, I say this, don't let your insecurities betray you, young ladies mm-hmm. and women. Your insecurities, it's not hard to see if you just watch on the Instagram or the TikTok. And, I mean, you'll just see things that women and girls will do that mm-hmm. literally screams, affirm me. Yeah. affirm yeah. me tell me i'm okay mm-hmm. and man, we want to crawl through every one of those and give them a hug but we're shocked at the impact that social media has afforded us mm-hmm. we just crossed 200 million impressions or views or whatever this year already yes. and our engagement is so high because i think people see we're just real yes and we say we don't have the energy to to fake anything else. It's like who's who's got the energy for you know right. image maintenance? And, and I, people are drawn to that, right? Yes, I was just gonna say, and any literally any if you if you like I said you you pick a, the the movie to watch, you read a book, you you look up at some of your interviews, everything oozes with authenticity. You just get that, you, you know, reading something from you guys. And so one of the things as we wrap up that I want to share is we're all searching for, you know, the media is not doing a good job at providing truth truth right now. I'll be honest. I've really stopped watching almost all news really for some time now. Um, But one thing you guys provide out there um is giving people truth every single day correct me if i'm correct correct me if i'm wrong every single day so tell tell everybody that um what you provide well we do what's called a daily intelligence brief that we have a staff of analysts former uh high level even tier one intelligence groups uh personnel our ceo is a former delta commander officer with a thousand missions uh and never lost a man uh but we determined you know last year the way media was going we must provide an analysis of what's really true what's really happening and people can sign up free it's victor marks with an x victormarks.com and then forward slash brief and that's the quickest way so that's one uh, the next thing we do is our our daily post. We'll tackle hard issues and um, issues that the media won't touch, just like yourself. 
I believe influences, Reagan, like yourself, and what y'all are doing are critical. Not just important, it's critical. Yes. Remember, the battle's in the mind, people. The battlefield is the mind. So what you watch, what you hear, what you read will determine how you either respond or react. And there are a lot of people reacting. Um, I mean, how in the world can Dr. Seuss be offensive and yet, you know, WAP be the song of the year? Uh, like I, I, we just go, how, how crazy is this? And you, you're spot on. You said in the last days, people call good evil, evil good. Mm -hmm. And if you just say what's right, people are going to come against you. Mm -hmm. So you must protect your mind. We understand counter messaging and narratives because we have social media in the Middle East and it's no small thing. Uh, encountering the message of what society is doing ultimately and don't get mad at the people stand against them mm -hmm. but remember it's the enemy of our soul people are captive and that's why in our ministry and organization we don't like to use the term rescue because that's easiest and that's what we use the term setting captives free whether it's physically whether it's emotionally uh and certainly spiritually. So we would just encourage folks, if you want to, gosh, I forgot to mention, we have a radio show. We just started it this year. It's on 450 radio stations around the nation. Wow. We're like, what in the world? But you know what? It's, it's uh, people just need to hear truth. Yes. And we're not promoting religion. We're not trying to get people Christianized we're promoting faith in God. Yes. And we love the person of Jesus Christ, the son of God. Mm -hmm. and Because uh, he will never change. His word never changes. It yes. doesn't matter what culture says. I think you said it earlier. Yes. His word will never change. We are to conform to his word. And the world is very persuasive. Yeah. And very yes. convincing. Yeah. So yes. take every thought captive. Mm-hmm. That's and and fill your mind with truth and continue and be intentional to go to sources like you guys, what y'all are doing. And we thank God for you, Reagan. I mean, there are many times, me more than her, I only remember a couple of times in 20 years, but me going, Lord, not another year of this. Uh, someone last year, I think it was last year, offered me uh, a position in seven figures to take a role. And they were like, just let your organization put somebody else over it, da-da-da. And this is basically what they said. You've run so hard. You've lived a life. I mean, people leading ministries shouldn't be doing what you're doing. It's time to calm down. And yet, and we prayed about it. I was like, well, that would be a very good job of, you know. Right. Uh, and we prayed. And then guess what? The Department of Defense contacted me and said, will you travel to our bases? Because our servicemen and women are killing themselves. Active duty at an alarming rate. Mm -hmm. And we said, yep. So it's, it's fall in love with the Lord. Return to your first love. Mm -hmm. Men, if you, if you need to find your manhood, go back to it because that's the best fit for you. 
Don't be feminized by the culture. Women, love the Lord and, and love your spouse. Be intentional about it. Uh, I, I, She said yes to me 32 years ago, but she says yes to me every day. And just yesterday, I said, thank you. Thank you for accepting me again today, receiving me as your husband and choosing yes. to love me. Uh, and I and I love what you just said. It's every day it's saying yes to the Lord. It's saying yes to your spouse. And it's it's doing it's doing the work. It's it's putting the work in, being open to receiving God's will. And um, you know, I was talking with with our priest a few days ago, and so often women mothers forget God comes first, but we so often place our children before our spouse. I've done it the majority of our marriage, which I know is wrong. Easy and it's do. something it's, so it's easy, easy to do. Easy to and do. it's something I have to work out, but your, your spouse is to come before your children. And yeah. so uh, hence sign me up for that course, guys. <laughs> and you know what we tell our children, you know, what we were here before you were, and we will be here when you're gone. So yes. the investment that we make together is so important. And our children need to see that our marriage comes first yeah. because we're teaching them what's important and, and moving forward. So, yeah, I, I remember one of our children as a teenager was disrespectful to their mom. And I got up, up and I said, hey, look, that's my wife you're talking to. Mm-hmm. She's your mother, which should make you fear. The Lord, she gave you birth. That's my wife, and you should fear me because you're disrespectful and want to act crazy. I'm mayor of crazy town around here, so knock it off. Right. And and they, oh, they're like, oh. So relentless love for your spouse and dads, husbands, you're not always going to be the, the favorite person. Mm. Act and be a hero, but that doesn't mean your wife and kids will look at you as one at times. And don't compromise. Stand for what's right. And love yes. them in a way where you go, years later, you may thank me. We've seen it. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. So our marriage course is something that we'd encourage people. Do we have a website for that? Anybody? We don't, but it's called Better Together. Better and Together. I don't know where it's at right now, but we will. We'll, we'll send you information. Our sister says she'll get it. Yeah. But Victor yes. with an X.com is our website of course we have social medias but that's a place people can go they can sign up for our our weekly newsletter and we'll be sure and get them a link to it but we just appreciate folks out there we appreciate leaders and influencers like yourself and abby who are doing the harder thing people think being popular is somehow there's a value attached to that there's not i can remember I mean, I can remember being in Iraq, looking on social media, and I mean, I was in shooting distance of ISIS. I look at the post, because I get a signal. Somebody writes, I will rape your wife and cut your children up. And I thought, Lord, here I am in Iraq doing your will. Now there's threats against my family. You know what the Lord showed me? Evil is everywhere. Evil is everywhere. I'll Don't worry. And I thought, 
gosh, Lord, I would rather just go dark, not have to deal with social media. Right. And yet it's it's a field of ministry when used for the right reasons. So we really appreciate uh, we really appreciate you and what you do. And I'm glad that our friends connected us. And I'm, I'm we so look glad. forward to friendship. And if you're ever over in Colorado, if you guys take a road trip, we'll, we'll do a special weekend just for you and groups of your friends. You put them together, come wow. to the training center. We'll do we'll do shooting. We'll do hand to hand. We'll do defense. My wife mm-hmm. teaches. We'll do blade work. We'll have fellowship. It, it will That's, be rich. It'll be fun. That is amazing. Oh my gosh. I cannot, I know how jam-packed your guys' schedule is and for you to take the time to come here today. So many people we talk to, they're like, Victor and Eileen are coming on. Oh my God. You know, it's just incredible. And for, for the few people who aren't aware of who you guys are, who are watching this, I'm so excited for them to find more people to lean on have this beautiful ministry who are boldly sharing the truth because I'll tell you what when and I'm sure you guys get this too as God elevates you and you grow and he puts you in front of more people you get more criticism you'll lose some followers by sharing unpopular truths and people have asked aren't you know you've lost some followers by sharing that aren't doesn't that bother you and I said I'm I'm worried about the day that I have to kneel before Jesus and him and him asked me, I gave you this audience and why didn't you share that? Why didn't you do this for me? Cause there's days I just want to leave too. And it's this, no Reagan, I gave you this. This is part of, of your duty for me. And so I just can't selfishly for me, you've enriched my life in the past two weeks since I found you guys. And so I'm so excited to be able to share you with millions of parents that visit us each month. And I will absolutely be blasting your marriage course everywhere because the, the, the best thing parents can do right now for their family is invest in their marriage. No doubt. The best thing they can do for their family. I don't care if you have one child or you have 12 children, mm-hmm. invest in each other and your family will flourish. 100%. That is so true. Yeah. Remember, I, I'd come home from work when the kids were little and they would run up to me. I'd hug them, let her, and then I'd say, me and your mom are going to have couch time. We'd sit on the couch. I'd put a timer, depending on their age, five minutes, 10, 20. Yeah. And I'd say, please don't interrupt us. I want to talk to your mom. I want to visit with her and find out how her day was. And, of course, she'd be, you know, haggard at times going, <laughs> can, I, can you just talk adult talk with me? Can we have a conversation? And, and the kids, we let them know. We love each other. We love y'all so much. Mm-hmm. But then there's us. And then our kids, last thing, remember there was a video of us walking. And uh, one of our kids, our kids would put our hands together if we wasn't holding hands. Mm-hmm. Our little kids, they would put our hands together. They loved seeing that. And, you know, um, we got some great advice when we were struggling early in our marriage. And a pastor said to us, it doesn't matter where you guys are at. If you two are, are okay, your family will be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that helped us, kind of gave us a perspective that it doesn't matter what's happening around us. Yeah. And you said it too. It's If yes. husband and wife are on the same team, it's, it's going to be 
maybe not an unbumpy journey, but it would cer- it's going to be stronger. It's going to be for the family unit. So. Yeah, doesn't matter. Bedroom, living room, boardroom, battlefield. Learn to fight back to back with yeah. your spouse, not nose to nose. Yeah. And realize you're in a war. Take every thought captive. Love your children. Set the standard mm-hmm. and believe in them that God has placed them on an earth for such a time as this. And he's raising them up to be the next generation. Yep. And we love to help moms and dads accomplish that. And in our marriage course, it's there's no price on it. Someone can pay a yeah. dollar or they can pay 99. It, we're not doing it for money. Wow. So we want people to access it. And we just, yes, yeah. we just want marriages wow. to thrive and not barely hanging on. Yeah. Right. Selfishly, one day when you're in heaven, you know, you can look to this big audience and God can say, you guys saved all those marriages. You know, I always say that I selfishly, selfishly want to be used for, for his glory and his good. And to be like, Reagan, you know, that time that you did this and it was really unpopular and you got attacked, you brought this good from it. And so I'm always like selfishly, if we can save souls and save marriages, save children in, in one aspect, it's like, oh. And that's not a bad thing, the self that you're talking about, because I believe this, God wants to show off through lives. Mm. Yes. I mean, again, he makes certain timing and certain exponential growth in such a way to know, like I said, that it's not our doing. This is him. Oh, yeah. he, like like our, our remarriage to each other. And I, I, I want to talk to you guys about this some someday, how we were divorced. And it was like, don't know. No, it was just in such a bad state. And he made it in such a way. This wasn't your two. You're doing. This was my doing putting this family back together and and that's the beautiful chilling thing you know well hey we we want you to come on our radio show and share that yes wow well i'd be i'd be honored okay emma's writing it down yeah (laughs) and as time permits we'd love to come back and visit with you and your audience yes uh, anytime it's good to have new friends yes Thank you guys so much for coming and may God continue to bless your efforts. I I just, I appreciate all you're doing. And on behalf of the entire team here, um, thank you both for joining us today. You bet. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can stay up to date with what we're doing at therealdealofparenting.com or on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. Thanks for spending your time with us. Let's talk soon.